yes, I mean, it was fun, but getting to the city sucks. I haven't been to Chicago in a long time. Mm. Um, so getting to the city sucks, and kids, like in a baseball game, it's like a shit show. Thank God we were in a skybox, which is amazing. Humble like break. all they did was <laughs> eat the, the, the whole time. And I all I did was drink the whole time. Um, but we had fun. I stood in and honestly watched the NFL games. There were two TVs in the skybox. So I was like watching the NFL games more so than like the actual baseball game, which is pretty okay. hilarious. Which is yes. the football guy. We'll give you that. Um, yes. But I guess we can start. Welcome to No Puns Allowed <laughs> with Paige and Kramer. Um, we were just discussing Adam's outing at the uh, game at Wrigley. Oh, for beer crack. We're ready to roll. Sorry. It's like. Nope. It, it, it has to happen every time now. Well, and it just has to happen organically. Like it can't, you know, I could. Like, you can't just be, like, the crack and start. That's kind of corny. So mid-combo, like, it's like a it's like an Easter egg and, like, a DVD or something, If for anyone who still watches DVDs, not just me. Um, just so cheers. Disney DVDs. Mm-hmm. Cheers. You're having a, a beer. I'm having an energy drink. So that should lead to fine things after two cups of coffee and an energy drink today. Oh, but yeah. Your heart is ready. Your heart is in it. <laughs> ready. Um, As if I don't talk fast enough already, this is what we're, we're encouraging here. But, yeah, you took your kids to their first – was that all of their first baseball game or was it just the younger you know, ones? I think I think my oldest, Olivia, we took to one uh, – it feels like, you know, many, many – a couple of years ago. So I'm, I haven't been to a baseball game in a couple of years. Obviously, there was no fans last year. So it was <laughs> – now, here, here was the most hilarious part, though. I'm not a Cubs fan. I'm a Mets fan. It's very sad. But, like, the Cubs roster, like, and I pay attention to this shit mostly. Like, everybody who came up, I'm like, who the hell is that guy? Like, I did, there, there was a lot they of that going everyone. on. everyone. There, there was. Like, who is Schwindel? Is a big deal now? Who is this guy? Um, oh, Contreras. I know him. But, no, they had the NFL. We were in a skybox, which is amazing. Not a normal thing for me. I want to make sure it's clear. Like, wow. Mm-hmm, sure. Snooty st- kegs and eggs in the skybox. No. <laughs> Special <laughs> occasion. Kids ate way too much candy. Um, fridge full of beer, which was w- amazing. Domestic beer mostly. They had like the dessert card. I mean, it was, it was, it was, ama- I, there, and there was a baseball game going on. I probably watched about like 20 pitches total of the actual game, but we had you, a good time. You don't know this about me, I don't think, but I'm like a bandwagon Cubs fan. Like the year that they won the World Series, I, my brother turned 16, and we as a family are trying to hit every major league ballpark. Oh. Um, that we can. And so for his 16th birthday, we went to Wrigley and that was the year that they ended up winning the world series. Not to say that I'll take credit for that, but I mean, good luck. But so if they are. want to invite me yeah. to a game, they totally can. Um, but Chris Bryant was playing you. They played the giants. I think the game that you were at, and that was the second game that he was back. And I was like the biggest of Chris Bryant fans because I love like him and his wife and they have like a little boy now. And it's like the cutest content. And, um, that was such a fun year to like be a bandwagon fan people are like of course you picked the year oh. that they win a world series I'm like look what were the odds okay it was like one in 108 or something okay guys uh, they, but yeah well they they had a really fun team it was kind of weird like where we parked and there's a mural of like chris bryant like yeah. as we're walking into the stadium which is a little depressing but and he also got a huge ovation like cubs fans are super nice i mentioned i'm a met fan they'll boo whomever right they'll boo the unbooing. And their players. players will boo you back. The players will boo you back. Again, very <laughs> I sad. I love Javi Baez. I love Javi Baez. 
but it was it was nice. We were grinding away on Saturday watching football. I still was watching NFL, which I enjoy. I'm not one as like just college or nothing, and then having some baseball, and then kind of the back of the lab creating CFB content, and then oh by the way, uh, welcome back, first coach fired. Let's get this. I mean, it's crazy. Like, all right, let's talk. Clay Helton. Clay Helton. You you run like your day to day is like content driving for college football coverage. Yes. So. Um, I kind of know what your reaction is, but I imagine on Twitter it happens and you're like, oh, shit, I have work to do. Like, what is so, your initial reaction? Okay, so funny story. I was on the phone with my dad and he was calling me just to, like, catch up. Um, once a week, we usually have, like, a phone call to just catch up about things. And I literally said, oh, F. And he went, what? And I said, I got to go. Clay Helen just got fired. And he goes, okay, call you back later. I'll call you back later. Um, so that happened. Um what a Monday. Like I, yeah. here's the other thing is I almost was in disbelief when I first saw it because it was a report and I feel like I've seen this report before. So I was like, no, people are obviously putting that out there. I watched the game on Saturday. It was like, this is bad. This is so bad. Um, I was shocked just in the sense that like, why now? Like this, this like I, when all this stuff came out with Sean Miller for Arizona basketball, I was like, okay, we stuck with him, whatever. And then we ended up firing him eventually. Like they stuck with Clay Helton's for so long through so much bad stuff that it was like, now you're, you're firing him. You're seven, like, right? I mean, so you have a new AD and, but I, I just don't understand that part of it either. Cause you could start your coaching search without firing him. Right. Yes. Like you could just you could just go on and and call Bob Stoops and I do love by the way the whole shortlist right like <laughs> shortlist and it's just a bunch of journalists who don't know shit just throwing around <laughs> okay it's it's James Franklin Matt Campbell Urban Meyer and Bob Stoops there's my uh, page I'm sourcing it sources that's my official shortlist because that's everybody's okay. official shortlist it's hilarious <laughs> like it is so. Lazy, but but good yes. content. I understand the content. It is like even as someone who's not invested in USC, I'm like, ooh, Bob Stoops. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Right, like that's like what we're doing here. And I wasn't surprised by the timing. Like this dude lived on this high wire act for four years, and then Tanner McKee, shout out Tanner McKee by the way uh, of Stanford, just literally got Clay Helton fired. Yep. It's a it's a weird last act, but he made what like fifteen million dollars the last three years. He's yeah, 10 he's million gonna make ten. Yeah, to not coach. He seems like a genuinely nice man. Nice by guy. The way. I know that sounds. It's <laughs> awful to have watched this because I mean, as you know, like the Twitterverse goes off every single year about this man and is like very negative and makes all kinds of jokes. People were very excited he was fired, but also like. If I'm USC, like, I'm looking at this going, okay, I have a recruiting class that I do need to take care of, so let's look at the yep. candidates that we would want. Maybe we just keep them around and try and figure it out because they've stuck with him this long. Why wouldn't you do that? That's why, like, to me, it even when people talk about, like, Urban, like, it's not realistic to have Urban no. come there. Like, he would literally have to quit his job that he is currently in and come. And also, the other part of this is if Urban wanted to be the head coach at USC – he could have been the head coach at USC. It didn't need yes. we he didn't need Clay Helton to be fired for that to happen. He no. could if he was interested in that, he could have absolutely done that. And I know people were saying today, like, oh, he said no chance. And, you know, like Nick Saban said no chance at Alabama. 
Nick Saban also said that in December, okay, after his NFL season, he there also was not an early signing period, I don't think, then, that mattered as much as the one that it exists now. Like, I don't yeah. think it's a realistic thing to ever include Urban in this, um, even though, I mean, his body language was really poor in the press conference. He was, like, like looking, the classic, like, um, like people that Why study do I like have body to language. This shit? Yeah. Well, it also was just like he was looking down at the ground. It's like if you are ver- if you are certain about something, you usually like make eye contact and are direct about it. He was like looking down at the ground, had his arms crossed. I was like, oh, Urban, you are giving everyone every piece of material they need to be like this guy's not not really saying no chance. He's just he's just saying it to be coach speak. But I, it, the I whole thing is a mess. It, it's a good. Jo- it's a great job. Like yeah. It's been interesting to see Twitter break out and like, what's the best job in college football yeah. the last couple of days. Um, and I, I think it's an interesting discussion. This is certainly, this isn't one of the best, this isn't the best job. It's probably not a top three job, but it's a top 10 job. And one of the things that has crushed it is like losing talent from the state of California yeah. all over the place. It can be a machine again, though. Like Nebraska can't. Okay. There's a lot of schools that can't be machines again. Mm-hmm. It will be hard for Tennessee to be a machine again. Yeah. And Tennessee's in the right area. Like you talk about blue bloods. This school, if you get somebody to unlock the power, which is clearly difficult, right? Like that's one of the ongoing themes, whether it's USC or whomever, a coach that's like once and for all, like I'm the guy. This this school can do it. Can I can I tell you what is going through my mind for this job though? You know who the perfect coach for this this school is? It is Lane goddamn Kiffin. Kiffin. It is. It's Lane Kiffin, matured, <laughs> chiseled, new look, uh, humbled Lane Kiffin would be incredible there. And it's not going to happen, but Here's he would be amazing. One, not only for the content of him being fired from a tarmac and just, like, the, like, full circle moment of him being there and actually bringing it back to success, but hilariously enough, you said, like, the chiseled thing. I posted a TikTok that had, like, a picture of Lane Kiffin in it, and an old Miss person responded and was saying, like, what, like, Lane Kiffin was guilty of was being too sexy for suits, and I honestly have been thinking about it for, like, the last three days because it's just the funniest thing I've ever heard. Just, like, someone, I mean, like, Lane is known for being Lane, okay? Yes. That was just, like, so out of left field and not relevant to anything that I had posted in this TikTok, and it was just hilarious that people do that. You're right. He is somebody that could really restore that program, but... I don't... You... He fired him on the tarmac, Right. I, I don't know if he'd be interested. I I find a hard time finding a better fit. Like, yeah. that would fit, would recruit. Like, oh my God, <clears throat> he would be perfect. So, Not going to happen, but I want yeah, it to happen. I would say realistic um, person that is a great fit, in my opinion, is James Franklin. Um, I agree. I like that because I do think he has a little bit of that ability to be... Like, he's constantly developing how he is in terms of a personality publicly. Like, I think, you know, football-wise, we know what we're getting from him. But I think also, like, we've seen in the last couple of years that players really do enjoy playing for him. And he's the first to defend his players and also can be really funny with the media. And I think you need to be able to go into a job like that and be able to handle all of that. 
Um, and I think it's a better job than where he's at. I think the other part of this, too, is I know a lot of guys, especially guys from Ohio specifically, that have had success in Ohio are being named um, for this position. And it's a different animal coming to the Pac-12, coming to L.A., coming to, oh, yeah. like, the city of champions, essentially, right now. Um and taking this role on. I mean, it's a huge, huge deal. But I that I saw the conversation about what the best programs, like, what the best job is in college football. And I was surprised that people put USC in their top, like, three. I think it was, like, Texas, Alabama, and USC were, like, the top three that most people said. And I was shocked by that. Because I maybe it's just the bias I have, like, and I've been a miserable Pac-12 fan for so long now that I'm, like... I feel like any job in the Pac-12 just, like, makes me feel, I don't know. And people were ranking over the Oregon job, and that, to me, is also very interesting. I know Oregon's not a sexy place, but it's Oregon. It's Nike. Oh, awesome. Like, what? All right, before we tie a bow on this, what is your number one program? Like, I feel like this is what Twitter is. Because I am mine. I'll give you mine. I Yes, I, I think it's LSU. I think, I, I agree. Interesting. I, 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 oh, I, you've won... Three national championships with three different coaches with LSU. And Alabama is Nick Sabanified. LSU, when it's, whether it's location, resources, facilities, um, recruiting base, they've won three national ties with three coaches. To me, when I think of best program, I think of sustainability without one guy. So That's they're down point. right now. I think mm -hmm. LSU to me. And then I'd probably go Georgia. I think Georgia's number two. Like, I mm -hmm. think Georgia with Atlanta, everything they've got going for it is probably number two. It's a it's a weird conversation, though, because it 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 could you could make points about certain things like Alabama right now is the best program in college football. There's no question. But long term, I think there are other locations that are able to sustain it a little bit better. Yeah, you're not. It's just not like, Nick Saban. I I would say Texas is the best job. I know it was just filled and someone's struggling already, but I think it's the best job in terms of those things, especially now that they're part of the SEC. I would pick Texas. Okay. Um, I think I don't know. I'm I'm very curious to see what Alabama is like post Nick Saban, just in the sense of like, could it be? A, in a sense, like, did he set it up to be the next LSU to win with a couple coaches and? have it be that elite program still after he's gone? And I'm hoping the answer is yes, because I understand that, like, Alabama, Tuscaloosa is not the sexiest place to recruit. And I know um, in terms of fan base, there's diehards, but they get really down really quickly and they may really want a coach to win immediately after, and that may not happen. But I think Alabama could be that after Nick Saban. We just have to wait and sort of see if that's the case. I think it has the potential to be. Georgia, I don't know why. Maybe it's just I have a bias against Georgia that I'm like, no. Uh, they, have to win. they have to win the thing at yeah. some point. I'm, I'm hoping for my future bets um, that is this year. On the topic of programs, the new Big 12. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we've talked about this. Cincinnati, no. UCF, Houston, and BYU – all Big 12 bound. Can I just say, like, nice job, Big 12? Like, we've shit on the Big 12 pretty adequately here for the last yes, couple of months. As As someone that just likes football, I think this is well done. You don't replace those two teams, but I think it's a nice job. Like, I like all of these programs. And actually, right now in particular, they're all, you know, Houston's kind of eh. But, like, I watch BYU. I bet Utah. That sucked. BYU. <laughs> 
Porcher, <laughs> Utah the other night. And uh, UCF has been obviously a good story and still a pretty good team. Cincinnati um, is one of the biggest stories in college football over the last. Yep. I think this is a job well done. Like simple as that. I think this is you. You can't you can't like completely refill all that was lost. But you did a pretty good job of staying relevant, in my opinion. And sometimes in this situation where it's like life or death from a football standpoint, like that's what that's what matters for them. Yeah, I think this is a huge win for the Big 12. I it's frustrating because once again, the Big 12 is going to have teams that are going to be able to knock a um, Pac-12 team out of the college football playoff conversation if it does not get expanded. And also, if you think about the two programs in the last I don't know, five years that have caused conversation of like, we need to expand the playoff to include group of five teams have been Cincinnati and UCF. And now they're part of a power five. So it really, I think it's going to slow that conversation down a little bit too. So um, yeah, that's, that was a great addition. I think it's amazing for the big 12 to have those two big teams leave you for the you know, conglomerate that is um, the SEC, but the Alliance, man, just straight up egg on your face for that because it was there. They didn't include the Big 12 in this and any of those teams and it backfired. It truly backfired because they're like, fine, then we're still we're going to expand. We're going to do what we need to do. And that was sort of the like, I guess, purpose of the Alliance was to like slow any sort of expansion down, but it only did it for the Big 10 and the Pac-12. I mean, I mean, the ACC really is irrelevant to me at this point um, outside of Clemson. But that just it was now they look even more stupid because it was like, oh, we were trying to, like, you know, slow this down and, you know, keep it all um, relatively like civil and make sure we're making the right moves and not having to be too fast. And then now the Big 12 has all those extra teams and some of them are very, very good. But who do you think is the first to win a Big 12 championship out of those new teams? I'm going to say Cincinnati. Um, okay. I think, even though I'll talk about them, I, I'm a little concerned about them this week. That'll be fun in a little bit. But I, I just think their sustainability seems greater. Now, I, all of Houston, Houston, like they, they could catch lightning in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, and BYU, by the way, I mean, the way they've replaced Zach, well, like I was really impressed watching them the other night. Seriously, that would have been my other choice. But just <laughs> to tie a bow on it, I would say Cincinnati. They, they they look like if if Fickle stays and who knows he could be a candidate at USC as well. Like I think he'll get them going. Yes, that that would be my number one concern. I'm gonna take uh, the Gus bus and go with UCF. Like if I had to choose, because I feel like yeah. that's a place that he'll stay for a bit. Um, and again, like we're not sure the the destination of Cincinnati. I think BYU just extended their head coach, um, but I think in terms of like recruiting, it's a lot easier to recruit to UCF and BYU. Definitely opposite um ends of the spectrum there but yeah no i absolutely um think that ucf could win a a big 12 championship um speaking of championships do we think that ohio state is going to have a chance to win a championship this year in terms of the college football playoff after losing to oregon like holy shit that defense (laughs) was bad like it was real bad i wrote about it we wrote about it um it's it was a bit surprising. Yes, they could still win a championship. Now they need to fix things, but they have the personnel to do it. They have the offense to do it. They play in the right conference, I think, to do it. You know, this is a little different than Clemson's situation because Ohio State still has to play some some Good pretty teams. good teams. Yeah. And, you know, we're trying to figure out who's good. 
Maybe Iowa's good. Maybe Penn State is good. We'll figure a little bit more about them this week. Um, we've got we've got a lot to determine. But yeah, I mean, they score so many points. Oregon might be really good too, right? So so this was a bit of a shocker. And certainly I don't think the Ohio like when we talk about this, this is two different discussions, I guess, Paige. Like making the playoff for sure. Ohio State can run the table. M- winning a title, it's you know, it's still early. But it's it, they're going to have to fix a lot for that to happen. And yeah. I think for Ohio State, that's got to be the goal. Like making the playoff, they do that sort of in their sleep these days. Like winning a title is a different beast. And this defense ain't going to do that unless something changes drastically. And they've got, again, they've got really good players, so it might. Yeah, I think um, Oregon did their, themselves a huge favor by winning this. I hope that they do themselves a favor and don't lose a random game in the Pac-12 that they're supposed to win because I feel like that is just I want to be all in on Oregon especially cuz they're missing two of their best defensive players this weekend and still put on that performance. I, I'm terrified of the idea of having Oregon play anyone now because even a U- the UCLA game that's coming in October like it's still very scary but the Pac-12 is all Pac-12, Pac-12-ing, like a Clemsoning, is literally a team that is supposed to be good, win the league, and just run the table, loses a random game on a Friday night that they're not supposed to lose. And I am so nervous that that's going to happen to Oregon. I really hope it doesn't. But, I mean, they put themselves in the playoff conversation. I also, like... Shout out to the AP poll voters because my faith was restored once Oregon made that jump after that because I was really nervous Agreed. when they moved Clemson down. I was like, oh, God, here we go. But I, my faith was restored in in those rankings um, after they ranked Oregon um, with that big win over Ohio State. But one of the funny things that went viral um, after the game was a rubber ducky was found on the O at <laughs> the center of the field. And... Later, it was discovered that it was like two kids that actually had a rubber ducky and put the rubber ducky in there. So not only were they being trolled, but they were being tro- trolled by children and they just left it there. And were like, we'll see what happens. And it ended up going viral. It's not as impactful as Baker's flag, but it's it's <laughs> no. more adorable yes. and still equally hilarious. So, yeah, I, I mean, I liked Ohio State minus 14 and a half. I was just, Big ass miss. I mean, on all fronts. I, I'm really curious to see how this team responds moving forward. I'm curious to see how both teams respond. What I do love, though, you mentioned a couple of things. Like we we talk about Penn State. Like I love where great games kind of emerge mm-hmm. in the early parts of the season. So like Penn State Iowa, which is in less than a month, if both teams can stay unbeaten, could be the game of the year. Oregon UCLA could be one of the games of the year. One of my favorite things in college football is to see these games kind of blossom. Like every every game Ohio State game plays in is kind of important. Yeah. But it's cool to see some of these, I don't know, secondary is probably a bit harsh. Penn State fans probably won't like that. It's cool <laughs> to see games like this get this really elevated status because they are, in a sense, like playoff elimination games that take place all year round. And I am excited about that. And Oregon's going to be in a position where – there is no better resume win right now. And there may not be a better resume win all year, depending how things shake out. Yeah. that I mean, I 
absolutely am on the Penn State bandwagon. Sorry, I know you're an Iowa guy. I am on the Penn State bandwagon because I think, too, it's one of the greater rivalries in college football that, like, over the last couple of years hasn't really been that big of a rivalry. And I think um, the Penn State-Ohio State game is going to be absolutely epic. So looking forward to that. Um, Another epic troll job that happened this weekend was the um, Arkansas social account absolutely roasting Texas. If you have not seen this video, please go to the internet and go find the Arkansas football um, account and look up this video of them trolling them. I, whoever runs that account needs a raise because I have not laughed that hard. I watched that video at least 15 times. They're like, no, not today. (laughs) Yes. It was, it was perfectly timed. Yes. And I, I got to admit, Arkansas kicked the living dog shit out of Texas in a way that I didn't think was possible. Now, Casey, uh, Casey Thompson is a starter. Mm -hmm. Shout out to him. He led them down that drive which I got my over. Um, if you know what drive I'm talking about, and you probably don't because the game is over. Like he got him down to the one inch line. Then they got moved back to the five. It's fourth down. Like he scored on fourth down. And it was terrifying to just cash the over on a play that looked uh, that le- looked pretty doomed. So I, I appreciate that. I, I was a little surprised Thompson wasn't the guy all along to be. And, and this is like armchair quarterback stuff. We don't know. Sark certainly yeah. is a pretty good evaluator. To me, I would have pulled him earlier in that game. I would have put Case Thompson in earlier in that game, and it just has not necessarily been working. So I'm, I'm excited to see what he could do because the kid's got talent. Saw it in the bowl game last year. But what's clear to me, Paige, is like Texas in the trenches is like, yikes. Like, that was bad. Arkansas just manhandled them on really both sides. It was pretty impressive. Yeah, and I think one of the things that people were saying that, you know, we're at Texas and reporting on practices were saying that he Casey wasn't a great in-practice quarterback, but, like, like you said, we've seen him in games. Like, I don't know, maybe make that decision, but, like I said, we trust Sark, so luckily they're yeah. doing that. But I'm also just really happy for Arkansas fans because I feel like they've been through a miserable, miserable um, couple of years, and so I'm happy for them that Pittman has them in a spot to be winning games. Um, I've said many times previewing this season that that was a game that I was really, really looking forward to, and that I would not overlook that Arkansas team. Um, and I don't, I don't know that that was the case with Texas. I think they just got outplayed, but um, it was a fantastic, fantastic uh, game Pittman, to watch. Pittman is a really good coach. That is a team of chaos. I don't think Arkansas is ready to win the SEC, but I'll say this. If I'm in line to win the SEC and I have to travel to play Arkansas, I'm not looking forward to that. And that's that's not a knock. That is actually quite a compliment. That team is – they are built for it. And even when Texas knew they were going to run the ball to milk clock, they couldn't do a damn thing about it. And, oh, it was was awfully impressive. Um, On the other side of impressive, Florida State. I – was transitioning. I was transitioning in my house between rooms and that happened. And I look at Twitter. (laughs) I'm like, Oh my God. But, and I don't know if I have the words. However, you had a Florida state lineman, uh, Brady Scott proposed to his girlfriend after the game. Now I am very interested to get your thoughts. I will just say this good for him. This shit does not happen. Like you don't cancel those plans because you lose on a whatever the hell Hail Mary. You probably got family in town. The ring is probably sitting on the bench. 
You've been thinking about this for months. And as much as I love football and as important as football is to him, I'm sure, buddy, have at it. That's a huge moment. Like, it sucks. You, it's awkward. I get it. It looks kind of odd with Jacksonville <laughs> State in the background. But it is okay to have a life beyond football and to do beyond football things, even in the most, like, embarrassing sporting moment of his life. I am totally okay with this. I'm curious, though, where you stand on this, because I would imagine you have strong feelings one way or another. Okay, so I am all for the fact that he proposed and kept his plans, because again, like you said, I'm a big football person. I probably wouldn't, like, if someone was planning on proposing to me in Arizona was in the national championship and we lost, like, that I would be like, scrap the plans. Don't do it. Please don't do it. Also, I just, I, the idea of being proposed to, like, in, I understand, like, that's on the field, that's a totally different thing, but, like, in the stands just feels very, no, that, please don't do that. I that's just, a strong, like, strong no for me, too. That is a way. strong just, no for me. I absolutely, like, I would say no. I'd be like, this is so embarrassing, I can't believe we're doing this here. Anyway, in this circumstance, yes, they lost in an embarrassing fashion, um... I think one of the best parts of this was that, like, people were trolling him and he tweeted out his wedding registry, which, by the way, I'm absolutely going to buy him something um, because I just think that's fantastic. Like, they, what's he supposed to do? Cancel it? Like you said, there's probably, like, family in town. But now I'm kind of curious. How did you propose? So I, I will. I, it's funny. I get anxiety just thinking about it. So I <laughs> we were driving down to my dad's. I live up here near Chicago and he was living down south about three and a half hours uh, south of us, we went to Illinois State. I was at Iowa and also Illinois State, where w wife and I dated and met. I made a lie. We went to her dorm. I drove to the dorm and I made a lie that one of my friends, uh, one of his wives, who I actually just had lunch with his friend today, needed a picture for a project she was working on. It had to be better than that because that lie sucks as I say <laughs> it out loud. But there was something believable enough where she's like, okay. And then... I, I opened up the door and like proposed in front of like the dorm where we met. Right. And I was f so fuck. I was so fuck nervous. The ring is sitting next to me in my car. Right. This is why when people are giving this guy shit, I'm like, back off. Like <laughs> The ring is sitting next to me in the car and I'm driving like three hours, just terrified. And, and I remember it's like, Oh God, if this plan doesn't go well, well, this is going to be botched and that's fine. And it, and it worked out well. <laughs> Wait, there was also I, a drive afterwards that you would have had to make? Yes, we sat there and it was like, I got to my dad's, there's champagne. It was nice. It was, it worked out. But I planned this thing for months, like with poorly orchestrated lies now that I tell it again. And it worked <laughs> out well. And that's how it worked for me. And you know what, buddy? You, you have your moment on the field. You didn't play that shitty defense. This yeah. is not your fault. Okay. <laughs> right? if, a, if the DB... One of those DBs, like, proposed, I would have been like, mm, okay, it's going to be a rough film session. Good luck to you, right? I mean, that's – it was hard to watch. I get why it would be funny, kind of a joke, but live your life, buddy. Like, live yeah, your life. That... Godspeed. Oh. <laughs> also, knowing you, <laughs> I just can imagine how nervous you were and how oh worked up over it you were. Um, and it I'm was like so a two-and-a-half-hour car ride, just, just terrified. So – Yes, I would never do it. By the way, I am very anti-stadium proposal guy. So am I. Not not a fan. This was like a private, awkward moment, which they kind of should be, right? Like that's it should be clumsy. It should be that's that's how they are. Shouldn't be on a damn stadium scoreboard. That's awful. This one is 
this was fine. This was fine minus the fact that Florida State shit the bed horribly and it just doesn't look it good. And yeah. Good for I'm, him for tweeting out the registry. I did not see that, actually. That yeah. is amazing. We'll make sure that it's in the bio of this podcast so you guys can send them gifts and say it's from the No Puns Allowed podcast. Maybe we can have him and his fiance on, on the podcast. That would I'm be putting amazing. that out there. Um, yeah, I'm absolutely anti-proposal um, in a stadium. I'm fine if it's like the Kanye Kim thing where like he shut down an entire stadium and had her there and his like their family that's there and no one else was there. It wasn't like a sporting event. That's totally fine. But um, yeah, I'm not I'm not for being proposed to on a screen. So this is for any future uh, candidates. Like, please, like, let's not do that. That's going to be a hard you, no for you me. I'll be, I'll be really upset. And especially if Arizona loses a terrible game. Yeah, um, please. Oh, my uh, God. Do not do it. Like, scrap it. Do it the next day and be like, Paige, I just wanted to give you 24 hours to recover. Even if it's like the dumbest of ways of doing it. Just push it, it across that. very sadly. Yeah, just yes. be like. Page, I have something. It, don't make it a big game. If we lose a regular game, that's fine. But a national championship game, like, just don't plan it then because I will not be consolable. It just won't, we won't be able to fix it. So that's fine. But, um, so this week, Nick Saban. I love this man so much. Okay. Everybody knows this. Um, it was brought to our attention again. This, we already knew this information that he loves a good D's nuts joke. Okay. I was worried. I was gonna curious how you were gonna pronounce it. Like, were you gonna hold the Z? Were you just gonna lean into it? Well done. These nuts. We, our friend Josh Jacobs, um, who we've written on, was yes. the first to reveal this, I believe. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Nick Saban is funny. Like Nick so Saban funny. is is not just the grumpy old. He can be, and he yells, and he can be a fire breathing dragon, and that's why he's so good. But you don't recruit like this. You don't keep players around without not having a soul, without yeah. not having a heart. Nick Saban, despite what you see on TV and got his press conference last week, which we called, by the way, that he was just going to be all over his team <laughs> heading into Mercer. He is funny. And I, th I think this is amazing. Now, we will never hear from this young man speaking again, ever. Like, that's his last press conference. Yeah. Uh, that sounded ominous the way I said it. We will okay, hear wait. from him at some point. The best part is while. in the background, you hear the um, PR person being like, nope, 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 in the background of this video being like, just stop. Please stop saying that. So I know you know him and you need to send a text and be like, was that you? Because that is I, I, absolutely hilarious. That was you the best part of the I'm whole video for me. I got to send it right now. And yeah, say, please what do. Is the, because what, what, I, that, what is the availability? That was the um, highlight. But the best part was people talking about this, this press conference and then his press conferences in general. And because he did get upset. And obviously we know the rat poison. But someone was like, has anyone ever asked Nick Saban if um, they could be an NFL team? And someone tweeted him was like, I don't think you'd live. Um, but if you had the opportunity to ask Nick Saban a question, he could not get mad about it. What would you ask him? He couldn't get mad. Um, God. It could be a ridiculous I, I, question. I, I would ask something related. I would want to follow up on these nuts. I would say, <sighs> Nick, who taught you? The proper art of a D's nuts joke. I think we and do actually know that because Lane Kiffin is tweeting about it and using this to his advantage. Obviously, I think he said he, he he told us who taught him that it was an Alabama player who who taught him that. And now he's just run with it. But 
I mean, I would just I, want to know more would, about how often he uses it. Like, what is her... Actually, my question would be, what's your best, like, gotcha moment of somebody with D's nuts? Like, how... Where's someone you got them, like, good, and they didn't see it coming? I'd also like to know the drunkest Nick Saban has ever been. And when hmm. a coach that stoic and that professional and that... Uh, just, he is the the... You think of great leaders... Not just coaches, but leaders. When was a moment where Nick Saban is being carried into his front door and thrown on the couch? Okay. And has that moment ever happened? I would love so, to know that question. I, right now, I'm going to send an audio message to Kristen Saban and see if she can get me an answer to this eventually. And we'll let you know. Kristen, um, question. I'm currently recording a podcast, um, but just wondering when has your dad ever been like drunk before? Like, like to the point where... Like, you know he's drunk. Um, carry and, him inside the house drunk. Yeah, carry him inside the house drunk. I don't know that he's ever been that drunk, but we'll see. But, yeah, we're actually recording Hasn't right ever- now, so I would really want to know the answer to this question. So if you could get back to us, that'd be great. We won't tell anybody, obviously. Um, yes, I – it's everybody. Re, most people have been there at some point, right? Even it was many moons ago for the head coach of Alabama. <laughs> And there I was going to say many moons ago for me. Coverage. Yeah, sure. That totally. <laughs> uh huh. Me too. Um, totally. Totally never happened at all. So, um, but I, I do think seriously, I, I really love covering Nick Saban. I've, I, we have been around him a long time. We spent a lot of time in Tuscaloosa. I'm just fascinated by him. I'm, I'm in awe of what he does, and I do think his humor, while dry at times, is is charming. And I think like most coaches, they've got a different, he is who he is in front of the media. He knows how to work it. He does get mad at his players at us and everybody. And he also has a good time. Like he can, he is capable of that. And we probably don't see that enough. And I just love hearing stuff like this because it's what players probably love about him. And that's, that's just awesome. It's the best because he's also the goat. Like he backs it up, like no offense to Lane. And eventually I'm sure he'll get the, to this point once, um, once uh nick retires but like once lane actually starts to win stuff which he will eventually um because i do think he's going to be the first assistant assistant to beat uh nick i'm putting that out there now i wish there was a future bet on that um wow i know it's not gonna be this year but um i i think eventually like he'll be the the guy that is like funny like that that we can say is like backs it up with what happens on the field but nick it just it makes it great and i love that content um, just for, because like people think he's a grouchy old man. And honestly, like I, obviously I know his daughter. And so I see him as like the like dad version that she shares like here and there. Um, and it's just interesting. Cause he's like the best. He's awesome. His, co- his commentary is fabulous and he has a soul when he does it and whatever he does, I don't know, he's it, going to just coach forever. Like you could see it when he's he not wired to win. And I just, I, I enjoy his catalog immensely, even if it's if we're getting it from other people. Um, okay, let's that's a perfect segue. Week three slate. Um, let's go. It's not the greatest slate of games. Okay, if I'm being honest, it's not the greatest slate. But to me, I what stands out. We'll get to our picks in a sec. Is Alabama Florida? Like that's clearly the obvious one. I've got a couple others in locks that I'll talk about. But I'm am I I'm starting to talk myself into Florida covering, which I believe it's 15 and a half. Uh, I'm not going to pick this as a lock. I'm starting to talk my I know, but I can't. No, don't do it. 15 and a half points. I told you my rule about gambling. We do not bet against Bama or Tom Brady. We don't. This is not an official pick. 
This is not an official it pick. Sounds but it sounds like just, you're convinced here. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to do it because I do know better. But what do you think about this game? It's Bryce Young's first road start. It's, I don't a know. Does the Miami? Do, well, here's the other thing. Does the Miami beat down? Miami sucked against App State. And App State ain't bad. But this is what we do with results. Like the Notre Dame, Florida State. Notre Dame, oh, wow, Notre Dame, that's a great game. And then Florida State's bad. And now Notre Dame looks like it might be bad. Uh, not bad. A little strong. But not good. <laughs> so do we... You don't think so. You think Alabama's got the goods here and I'm I'm goofy with this? Yep. Yes? I think they're fully prepared for this. They got their ass chewing um, a week early, and it's going to continue into this next week. So, um, yeah, no, I have zero concerns. I think they run away with it. I don't think it's a close game. Um, so that that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I, I want to, if you have a sneaky game, and this could be any game, right? Like, if you have any game that is like a guilty pleasure game, for me, it's Nevada, Kansas State. I am really – Nevada, who I lost money betting against Cal, they're a two-point favorite at Kansas State. And wow. I just – I'm really interested to see how they play. Obviously, Kansas State you know, loses their starting quarterback for a while. That's a big part of it. Yeah. That's a game that is on the docket that I think is a little underappreciated. Is there any game – on the card that you're looking forward to that maybe most people don't care about? Um, I don't know if people don't care about it, but I like to see a lot of points scored. And so I'm going to go with Tulane and Ole Miss because I think that's going to be a great game. The over is something like 70 something points. I will get you an active over right now. Cause I am sort of like, Hmm. Hmm, okay, maybe. It because is again, 76. It is a that's big, like 38 big number. Each. That's a lot of points. I kind of like the that. under. I'm gonna... That's a big number. I, <laughs> I think that's, number. I think about, that is, I think that's the biggest total on the board. It almost certainly has to be. Yeah, oh, um, yeah of course. But also think about, yes. like, we saw a pretty solid offense um, Tulane had against Oklahoma, not saying that that's like a really yeah. solid defensive team. And also Ole Miss is, uh, defense has looked good this year, but I, I don't know. I kind of like the over on that. That's the dumbest over I'll ever take. Like probably, literally I'm, ever. But I like sort of like it because I love points. But I think that game is going to be fun for the content. I think that we're going to see a lot of offensive like tricks and trades from from Lane this time around against this team because they're a good team. Um, and I'm kind of excited for it. I'm here for it. I, I say this. I don't think Ole Miss is going to sleep on this team because no. they are good. And, and they've been getting a lot better. They, they, I, the last couple of years, they've played in some really weird football games that I'm typically always betting on or against. And that performance was really – it was pretty good. So, yeah, I'm with you there. So, um, with that, are we ready for it? Picks yep. and pints? Picks and pints. Okay. we got to do the second. Corona. Corona's Corona beer. Choice. See, I held it up and I said what it was because I know that I'm learning. doing an audio and a video podcast like a professional. So I, I went Corona um, for non that not that reason. Uh, I went because it's like the end of summer, right? This <laughs> like, this is reason? this is fall. Well, no, it's it, you know the, the whole virus, world yeah. football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Sorry. whole virus thing. Bad joke. Did I, did I, did? Uh, that was a bad so, joke. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's real bad. Sorry. Um, so this is it. This is it for me. From this point forward, it will be IPAs only. But okay. if I'm in Vegas and I love this card, Corona is my Las Vegas casino beer of choice. It is Bailey's Coffee. 
It is vodka and whatever, and it is Corona with a lime. That is always that for forever. Is so if I'm in a casino, interesting. That is my that is my beer. I, I could do anything, but I'm I'm always saddling up towards Corona. And we just, if we're being honest, we just want a sponsor out of this and. Hopefully, Corona yeah. is watching. Yeah, whoever is watching. What's so funny is I was trying to figure out a way to like name this segment, and it's Picks and Pints, but I think I've done Pints and Picks a number of times. So let's stick with Picks and Pints. Now that we're since we're talking about being professional here, I think we need to stick with yes. one version of this. Um, also, we're changing the rules on this segment because Kramer is two and zero when I have picked against him in something. So what we're gonna do is pick against each other's locks. So we're gonna give one actual lock of the week and whoever will will keep score of whoever ha- wins the most of their locks for the season okay fair enough i've put down five games these games are all in my locks of the week at bleach report i'm over yes. 500 last week was a meh <laughs> but this week i think is going to be the I, I like this card so i'm going to go down i'll go down pretty quick okay. um i think this is my favorite game on the the entire sheet um, I was curious to see where the line would move. West Virginia versus Virginia Tech. West Virginia is a three-point favorite. Wow. I love West Virginia. I, I, this is my – this is what I live for, which is teams ranked in the top 20 of the AP poll getting points. I was higher on West Virginia to come into the season. I, I love this bet. It's, it's my favorite on the card. Indiana versus Cincinnati. Um, I, I wrote this I, wrong. I like Indiana plus four. I wrote Cincinnati minus four. Maybe that's a little ominous now that I'm thinking out loud. Uh, again, contrarian play. Everybody is going to love Cincinnati. I think Indiana at home. You know, look, that loss to Iowa actually doesn't look too bad right now. As bad as it was, yeah. Iowa might actually be kind of good. And we can't wait to be talking about them more in the future. Penn State, Auburn. I'm going to go under 52 and a half. I don't love the side here. This environment's going to be insane. Auburn's schedule has been a joke. I think Penn State's offense is okay. I think this is going to be a meat grinder of a football game. By the way, the whiteout is going to be absolutely incredible. I can't wait for that. North Carolina versus Virginia. I like UNC minus eight and a half. It's a big, aggressive number. Virginia just beat Illinois by like a thousand points. I think people are going to overreact to that. I faded UNC in week one. I'm back on the Tar Heels here. I think Sam Howell is going to have a massive, massive game. And last but certainly not least, Wake Forest FSU, Wake minus five. <laughs> Look, it's an obvious play. Okay. I, I don't care. Wake is – FSU is bad. Is bad. And emotionally, it's really – you see players and former players starting to – former players saying, I hear the locker room is not so good. Yes. It's not a good situation. Wake is not a bad football team. Let's, let's not forget that. They were beating Wisconsin in a bowl game last year. Yeah. And then threw like a bazillion interceptions and it was awful. And I <laughs> lost that game. Not been at all. So those are my picks. Your initial thoughts on some of these. Okay. My first question to you is what is your like number one lock of the week? Is it West Virginia? It, minus it's, three? West, it's, it's West Virginia without question. Okay. That's so fair. I, I threw out five because I can't help myself. I've got more, but. I, I don't want to sound too degenerate, but West Virginia minus three is my is lock. Your, your lock. Yeah, lock. I was I was going to make a lock symbol with my hands like like that, kind of. <laughs> We've got all like, the dad jokes on on the show today. Um, what can I say? It just comes with the territory. Um, it is. So my lock is going to be Cincinnati. I'm going to take Cincinnati. So that, you're that, fading. Yes, you're fading. Yes. Basically, I I okay now. Um, 
I, 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 by the way, the more I talk about this week, the more excited I get too, because this is the week where crazy shit happens. Yes. Right. And it's been an awesome start. We've had some crazy stuff already, but these are the kind of weeks that we sleep on. And all of a sudden, like Tulane's up 21, nothing on Ole Miss. Right. Like that's what happens. Oh, wow. So I feel personally attacked by that pick that you just made. I, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. It was a, just the first, no. but yes, these are the, these are the weeks where things get weird. So I, Maybe I'm also going to say that I, if I had to pick another one, I would take Penn State as well. I think they're actually going to beat Auburn pretty badly. Um, I, I can't, I'd lean Penn State also, by the way. We should also mention, I think Michigan State, I don't know what the, the line is on that game, but I would take Michigan State beating Miami by a lot. I don't know why Miami is still ranked. What in the world? That's terrible. I, last time I checked, and I'm pulling it up now, I believe it was six and a half. Yeah, I take um, Miami? So, uh, Miami's six. Miami is a favorite by six point favorite at home. Um, I, I like I like Michigan State. Look, too. I know they're saving I, cats out there. Which, by the way, can we just oh talk my, about how that cat oh God. did not get caught in that flag? Like it definitely it hit the ground, but it was fine. It lived. That is your hot. That's your conspiracy theory. I, no, have watch you, the video again. Like it have literally you workshop that on Twitter at all. Like <laughs> no, like I'm not. No, I'm not trying to get attacked by PETA. I'm not trying to get attacked by people in general. But I mean, here I am saying it on my our podcast. But no, I. If you watch the video again, it looks like it. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it could have caught it in something else. But you know what, America, America. Um, I'm I'm sticking with the theory that maybe it hit the ground and it. It's a cat. They have nine lives, so it was totally fine. They, they always land on their feet, right? That's like. Thing. I, I don't know. I'm not I a cat just, person, so I'm, I'm happy that cat lived. That, but we probably should have talked about this. But I'm watching that video, by the way, and I'm watching it through my hands. I'm like, I I was sweating watching it as a as a cat also, guy. You're a cat. Yeah, guy. I, didn't know I got that. two cats. Yeah. Um. A lot of lot of revel, like a lot of revealing today. <laughs> Proposals, cats, dad jokes. Are you sweating? Uh, yeah, no, no, this is, this is par for the course. Now I'm with kids. I'm used to just embarrassing myself every day, but oh. <laughs> yes, holy shit. That cat. I mean, how does a cat like that get in there? Cause I feel like normally like stray cats are like raggedy and like scary looking. And this cat looks like a normal house cat that was just like chilling in there. Where, how did the, it get the, there? I, it's a good question. This whole stadium, a lot of cats in stadiums, right? Like, because it's like food, it's, there's mice, like. It's not a bad place to live, even if that stadium's kind of a shithole. Um, it's really it not, be though, because yeah. they play they play at Hard Rock. It's a shithole. I mean, it's, I was just there a couple years ago, but there's nothing around it. That's the other thing. Is there's literally nothing else there. Yeah, it's Miami. Yeah, uh, yeah. it is Air, Miami. Airport, Miami. You're right. Yeah, we drove like 30 minutes to get there outside of Miami. It is technically Miami-ish. But no, I'm happy the cat, I don't Sorry. believe, is dead. It, I don't yeah, want to know what arrived. happened next. I'm just happy for everyone involved. Did you see the guy hold him up like uh, Simba? It was like literally. Simba. It's like a trophy. The cat, <laughs> of course, at that point was probably in a state of shock after everything else. But yes, that is why college football is the weirdest sport. Uh, I can say I've seen a lot of things. I've never seen that before. So. There was also a report. I know we're getting so sidetracked on, on gambling here, but um, there was also a report that a woman went into labor at a game. I forget what game it yes. was. But somebody went into labor and they had to like not let people through the tunnel because she was in labor. She didn't deliver the actual kid there and was ended up like taken to the hospital. But like you have to name that kid after like a player or the coach at some point, right? Y yes. Um, and and that is like another anxiety filled tweet to read for me. Like 
having experienced something not not the in a stadium but ma'am ma'am what are you doing i you know i don't know the backstory this would be a good like profile maybe but again happy it sounds like everything is okay holy shit if i were that (laughs) husband there it would not it would not probably about 12 to 13 coronas deep (laughs) in the day and you're all of a sudden you're you're, you life comes at you pretty fast okay so People who listen to this podcast obviously follow you on Twitter and know that how many beers is like oh your thing God. where people ask you how many beers. The, <laughs> the amount of beers that like having your child be born at a game, like what level would you need to be at to be like calm in that oh. situation? Well, it's it's almost a reverse situation because you have the, the day you've tailgated all day, you assume. Yeah. So the beer situation for me is probably in the eight. To 14 range if it's a night game day game whatever these are domestic beers so you are feeling good right and then bam whatever happens life is in labor and your how many beers antenna like i think immediately you probably are immediately sober like if, yeah. if it's possible i almost had not for me but i was out at a bar one night with a buddy and we were many how many beers god knows how many beers <laughs> And there was a, a a close call on this that we thought we were going to have to Uber and it would have been real bad. Uh, I will not use names on this, but it yeah. was bad. Didn't happen. It was almost like this situation brought to life in a non-public setting. So I don't know how many beers it would take, but probably more than what I have consumed at the tailgate. Yeah, I okay. feel like that would be a very, very um, stressful situation. But like you said, oh there's God. nothing like college football, and it's so classic that we had a cat falling from a top deck. We had people giving birth. We had all kinds of crazy things going on. It's just the, like, that's just so, it's not even, like, shocking, I think, to college football fans anymore. When this stuff hits Twitter, we all believe it because someone could really pull off a good prank about stuff happening at college football games because most of it's believable at this point. Proposal, a birth, and a cat hanging by a claw. If you had that on your your CFB uh, bingo card, then you're you're winning. God's craziness. Oh, my God. I can't win. Can't wait for more. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, we wrap up this week. Uh, I'm looking forward to the games. We'll be covering it. And a reminder, subscribe, please, to the pod. I don't want to beg, but I will beg. Share. reviews. Rate. Tell us what you want to hear us talk about. If you have beer suggestions, I'm Ooh. all for them. You can also send them if you want. Just saying, if you're a beer, if you work for a beer a company. Urban guy um, or yes, girl, I'll please let me know. I big, big bourbon person. So if we could get some yeah. suggestions, that would be awesome as well. We if- sound very, very desperate. That's fine. <laughs> um, we're just, we, we're just, we're, um, you know, we're looking for more, I guess. It, always and forever. Uh, and with that. Please, again, check it out. No puns allowed, and we'll talk to you guys next week.